You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000. 10,000 layups. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Layups podcast. I am Kyle Radke, and I'm here with Julian Andrews. Julian, how are you? Doing good, Kyle. How are you? Um, I got back from Vegas Summer League. I was there for oh my gosh. four days, and I'm I might have died there, but I'm back yeah, to life you, now. You, I thought you were just in Vegas. I was like three and weeks you went ago. Back on purpose, uh huh. Int- right away, nice. intentionally. Yep. Yeah. Well, um, how was it? Did you see the Wolves? Watch the Wolves play in one game. Um, it was a really bad game. I think like they played the Grizzlies. I want to say oh, they went, yeah, like, you were at that one. They went for like three from for seventy from the three point line. It was atrocious. Yeah, it's crazy. So it wasn't like and the, I don't know. The, it's so hard, right? Because like you get excited about some of these young guys, but then you realize like unless it's a guy like Chet or some of those top tier guys, it kind of like confirms uh, like the skill set that they have but it really doesn't tell you anything else because they're just going up against other guys that aren't very good. It's kind of a worst case scenario because if a guy sucks, like it's a bad sign and guess, unless they're just like a guy who is just kind of going to be a role player, like whoever they play. But then if a guy is really good, there's always a caveat, you know, it's just summer league. It's just like reduced competition. It's kind of funny. There's like no like, great way to, to read into summer league, but I guess you want, I guess you would rather players dominate than not. <laughs> I know, but that's a great, great, great point, right? Like if they're like a fringe, like, or like a backup point guard, like if they finish with seven points, four rebounds, three assists, like maybe that's actually better because I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm over. Yeah. Maybe they're doing the same things they'll be doing in the NBA. Exactly. Like they're, like, yeah. Yeah. They're not like, Oh, what do I do? Um, okay. Well we had an outline for last week. We could talk summer league, but it's not like worth it because i don't yeah, really know what to talk about but there's some wolves news that came through last week um but first let's talk about the gobert trade again 
there's been a lot of talk on it. We did an emergency podcast last Saturday. Um, do you like it more or less than when you first, when the first, when, when the trade first came out? I think I like it about the same. I was pretty high on the trade to begin with. Um, even in like kind of the expected barrage of negative media attention that the wolves have received for doing that trade. I am still excited about it. I think I still stand by everything I said last week and I still like the trade. And it's funny. I feel like all the same people who are saying it is a, a bad trade are also now talking about how the wolves have kind of some of the top talent in the West um, and are like, should be one of the best teams. Like there's been all these team previews that are like, the wolves are going to be really good. And then all those people were like, hated the trade and so i i get it because it's like yeah they're just saying it was too much to give up etc 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 but at the same time um i don't know yeah i still like the trade i think it's i think it's a lot of fun i think it's going to be really unique i think the way that the national media is judging it is will the wolves be able to play in the playoffs um we won't know until they get to the playoffs so well it's funny because I agree with you. Like I'm probably the same. Um, every argument I caught myself playing devil's advocate for, um, on both sides, like I would defend the trade to someone, but then if somebody was too high on it, I like became the other person. Um, I think I'm just going to do that until I see them play because I, I don't know how I feel yet. Um, which is like hedging your bet. Right. Yeah. But like, but like you, right. Like the national media certainly did not like the trade Zach Lowe's, um, who he's a guy that my, like I value his opinion a lot. Brian Windhorse. Um, then you have somebody like Bill Simmons, right? Who uh, called it the worst trade that he's ever seen in like 30 which, years. No way. Which, which get this, um, Bill Simmons recently released his uh, trade value piece. Yeah, um, I saw this. And he does basically it's top 64, right? Um, and the whole idea is based on like with their contract value, like how much value they have for trades. The Timberwolves have three players in the top 25. Yeah. Rudy Gobert is at number 25. Towns is at 24. Kawhi is at 23. So, like, Zion Williamson's at 22. So, basically, yeah. I guess what I'm saying is if if the Wolves would have given up four first-round picks and a bunch of players for Zion Williamson, would anybody be laughing or scoffing at that? No. I know, right? right? Like, if they did it for, I mean, like, this is, like, kind of kind of wild, but, like, if they gave up all those players and three first round picks for someone like Darius Garland, who was like further back would, I, I guess what I'm saying is like, basically like, I think he does like a lot of people don't like it because it is Rudy Gobert and it's like a big man. And we don't know how that like, yeah. fit's going to work, but like, yeah, I, I don't, there's no other team on this list or there's no other uh, team in the league in his rankings that have three players in the top 25. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's kind of, and I think it was in the top 10. He was, he, he was number, he's number eight. So, I mean, I feel like there are a couple of conversations. One is like the value of, it's like the value conversation. Like did the wolves give up too much to get Gobert? The other one is like the fit conversation. Like does Rudy Gobert fit with towns? And the other one is like kind of the future value kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. I feel like if you're, you, there's a, you can be down on like all three of those. You can be like the wolves gave up too much they're not going to work together on the court and you're not going to be able to flip them. You're not going to flip them either. You know? And and so if that's how you feel like, sure, I get why you're down on the trade, but I think the likelihood of all of those three things being negative are probably not true. 
you know, like, cause, and they're all kind of tied together. Like if, if, if Towns and, and Gobert are good together and those picks are in the twenties, it, like it's a good trade. Well, and, and it goes back to like the, the Durant Harden Kyrie thing in Brooklyn. Like everybody's like, Oh my God, what a disaster in Brooklyn. Mm. Like Sean Marks. Oh my God, he's to blame. And it, it's like, if you're Sean Marks, like what GM in the world wouldn't go out and get James Harden, right, Kevin Durant, right, and Perry right, Irving. Right. So like, like I get the value and I get like the, the process of, you, you know, you might be uh, pushing the timeline forward a little mm-hmm. too fast, but at the same time, like, you know, somebody's like, well, if they don't make it to the finals or if they don't win a Western conference finals, like then it's a bust. I, I mean, I guess, but also like if you look back at the teams that have had high expectations over the years, like going to the West, like if you go to the Western conference finals two or three years in a row, like certainly that's a disappointment in the sense that like you didn't make the finals, but like, for example, like it's hard. Do you think the Dallas Mavericks fans thought last year was a disappointment because they lost in the Western conference right. finals? No. no. Yeah. Like if the wolves are the four seed and they go to the Western conference finals, who cares? Like, yeah. And, and I know like, obviously like the end game is to win the title, but only one team wins the title every year. If you can get yourself into that, like final four to eight teams, like, and I know like getting to the second round is not like a sexy thing, but like, if you can get to the final eight teams, like yeah. that, that's like you're in the conversation. Totally. And I mean, you can't and you can't do that without making this trade. Like we have to remember, like the Wolves, even if they like if they kept all those players and made their pick for like the next couple of years, make their picks for the next couple of years, they're probably not making it to the Western Conference finals. Like this team was not good enough, you know, and. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to like dissect it too much, but at the end of the day, just it just it's really all on Finch, right? I mean, it's really all on Finch making it work on the court. Because if this works on the court with Towns and Gobert, like these these conversations will stop. Nobody's going to be like it's like how you're saying no one's going to be like, oh, the Wolves shouldn't have made that trade. Because if it's awesome, and I think there's a lot of evidence to suggest it will be, then nobody's going to be complaining. I agree. I agree. Yeah. But um, I don't know. But it's it's like this is the off season, so it's like easy to have any opinion, you know, because we've never seen these guys play together. Well, and it's easy to rip <laughs> on the like it's it's, 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 it's like, easy to rip on the walls. Right. Yeah, it's, totally. it's easy. Like the three main people or the three main items here that are like being criticized are the Timberwolves, a franchise that has had so such little success over the last 30 years, like you understand it. Rudy Gobert, who by all accounts seemed unlikable in Utah in the locker room. Now yep. th- there's been a lot of like public sentiment for him as a guy from yeah, the fans yeah, yeah. and giving back to the community might have been over one. And then there's Carl Anthony Towns who um, I like, I'll just say it like probably like if you look at like top 20 basketball players, like I, I think he's probably like, as far as like people putting together their favorite player list because of their personality. Not I don't think there. I don't think he's, yeah one through 19 so like i think i think that goes into it but um let's get into more wolves news uh the timberwolves signed Bryn forbes i think the the deal actually came out a day after the gobert news we haven't talked about it yet uh forbes is 28 years old he played 75 last games last year for the spurs and nuggets 17 minutes per game nine points uh 41 point or yeah 41.4 percent from the three-point line he'll probably fit into that beasley role but will probably actually now that I think of it, like probably play that third reserve role. Like if McLaughlin yeah. and Noel are the first guys off the bench, like he's probably your 
the, the next guy, I guess. Yeah, it's hard to find a comp because I guess he would be kind of in the Noel role, but but he'll probably play more than Noel did. So I, I don't know. I don't feel like the. I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess the Wolves didn't really have a third guard like this last year, unless you want to count. Uh, McLaughlin. I think no. Yeah, I think like McLaughlin or Noel makes sense because it's like you have that like you know D'Lo Ant or D'Lo Beverly, and then because like you know, and then the thing is like, is Forbes going to play in the playoffs? Well, he signed a, a veteran minimum. Like the hope yeah. is that he doesn't probably play a lot of minutes in the playoffs, but like guys are going to get hurt and you're going to need him to play probably 60 games, 65 games. And so it's kind of a heat check guy, you know, like he's one of those things, one of those guys where, I mean, he can shoot like that's his thing. So it's and, not and, like he's a developmental guy with a huge skill set. It's like stick him in there. If he's hitting his threes, leave him in. If he's not pulling up. Yeah. And we just watched the playoffs, right. And like Peyton Pritchard granted, yeah. he got like exposed right. in, yeah. the, in the finals a little bit, but like he had huge games down the stretch for yep. the Celtics. Like those guys can matter. Um, yeah, and it's funny we always talk like top eight guys or like can this guy play in a playoff series? Yeah, like I think that's overblown a bit because we actually see a lot of guys in playoff series that probably shouldn't. Like we're like, oh shit, like this guy has to play. Right, not every team right. actually has <laughs> enough guys to, yeah. to to just play guys you want playing in the playoffs. So yeah, every team has a guy who makes you nervous out there. <laughs> yeah. So welcome, Brandon Forbes. You're going to be the guy who makes Wolf fans nervous. <laughs> welcome hey. <laughs> glad to have you a prestigious uh designation all right last thing this will be a pretty quick podcast but um julian this is interesting i thought about this because right. i saw gorgie jenks he signed with the spurs yep former timberwolves uh zach levine uh finally signed his max deal with chicago i was and then i you know like the, the wiggins max deal came in um you know with the timberwolves and next year he's probably gonna get paid uh I'm going to go through the list of players that Flip Saunders has acquired. Okay. Mostly, let's go say through the draft, um, and the amount of money they've made because those teams that Flip had um, before his death, R.I.P., like were were not very good, and certainly yeah. he was he was investing in like the potential, and um, just judging by the money these players have made, the you know the league or the Timberwolves recognize that. So let's go through the list. Gorgie Jang, he has made $71 million to start his career. A huge chunk of that came from the Wolves and what was not a very good contract given to him by by Tibbs. This doesn't include the new Spurs contract. So good for Gorgie Jang. Good for 71 for sure. Um, 2013 draft as well. They drafted Shabazz Muhammad. Now, this is interesting because he only made $10.5 million throughout his career um, only. But he... Um, he turned down and I forget the numbers of the deal. I think it was like a four year, $44 million deal. He turned down that deal right, right when Gorgie signed his deal. Yikes. And I think Gorgie, like we can probably double check this, but I think Gorgie was like four for or three for 68 or something wild like that. Um, but then the next year, uh, he sucked and he went to Milwaukee for a little bit and now he's out of the league entirely. So, um, sometimes betting on yourself works out. Sometimes it doesn't. It, it is a bet. You don't win all your bets. You don't win all your, they call it a bet for a reason. Yeah. Uh, 2014 draft Zach Levine. He's now up to $301 million in career earnings. This will be after his, his, his next contract goes through so much money, so much money. Um, Glenn Robinson, the third, he made $11 million, which is good. He's a second round draft pick. Yep. Andrew Wiggins. 
they uh, that was part of the trade, the Kevin Love trade. Wiggins made $170 million so far. Next year, he's going to get a new deal, or this summer potentially, which will probably be in the realm of that um, that Zach Levine contract. Not quite those, like the Supermax that we saw yep. um, Devin Booker and Towns sign, but it'll probably be knocking on the door of like $200 million plus. So he, which like, I know as much as it's like, I don't want to give Andrew Wiggins that much money. It's like, you almost have no, to after the last I mean, year. Yeah, like, somebody's going to. It's really funny that for years and years we talked about Wiggins' contract being so bad and untradeable, and now he's like going to get another one. Yep. <laughs> yep, it is. Um, all right, 2015. Um, this isn't someone that's gotten paid, but I just think it's interesting. Um, and I think a lot of the times when we see these second-round picks just like flown out in deals, we're like, oh, it's a second-round pick. And most of the time it is, right? Yeah. Yep. 2015, Flip Saunders trades Troy Daniels and Mo Williams for to the Hornets for a future pick that ended up being Jalen Noel. Hmm. So that's interesting. In the same realm, um, Flip's, Flip uh, traded a first-round pick for Adrian Payne, and that first-round pick became Kevin Herter. So, you know, life comes at you both ways. Yeah. Uh, but in that same in that full draft circle class, moment for you, full circle moment, yep. <laughs> um, 2015, Carl Anthony Towns, after this contract, he will have made $406 million. Jeez Louise. And he's going to get another max after that. That's a crazy thing. Uh, Tyus Jones, he signed a new two-year $30 million deal with the Memphis Grizzlies. That puts him up to $62 million for his career. And then Nemanja Bielitsa, um, it was a player that they drafted previously, but he finally decided to come over. Um, he's at $33 million. And I think he's playing overseas. Um, uh, yeah. Forward. I think he decided to go back home. I think I saw um, that too. But yeah, just didn't. I mean, I'm oh, sure it's kind of like stuff. this. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure like every team is kind of like this with the amount of money in the league, but I just thought that was interesting. Like a lot of guys that, that flip really brought along in those three years. Oh yeah. They've become um, like productive players. Yeah. And like three of them are, you know, like max guys, um, you know, and I I hate to say like, you wonder what could have been because that's the game we're always going to play and every young team can play it. Yeah. But um, it is just like, it's an interesting thing. Yeah, it is interesting. I it's it's like interesting to think about, but at the same time, like I feel like this team would not be as good as the current Wolves team. I agree. As much as I like the idea of Levine Wiggins Towns, like I understand that was a dream, but I think that team would have some major issues. I think they and, would not, I don't think they'd be much better than like the Bulls are. Right and now. that's where like I I run into the uh, like same thing I, when I think about the Hawks. Right, mm-hmm. you think about. Oh my God! They have Trey Young. They have John Collins. They have Kevin all that Herter, development. Yeah, right. And it's like you, if the, if all these guys hit, and then like we, you and I have talked about this before. It's like okay, sh- certainly, but then you have to pay them, and then all of a sudden, like Kevin Herter's maybe not as and good as cheap. you yeah. think. Yeah, and then you're just kind of out of moves. And then you um, trade Herter to the Kings. Yep, for like a future first, and then you have John Collins who like nobody wants or somebody wants, but like your price is too high. Nobody wants John Collins. I don't get it. So I I think like maybe the better move is like doing what the thunder do. And like, yep, Mm -hmm. you're acquiring all this young talent, but you're not necessarily like committed to building around it. And you're not actually making all those picks. Yeah. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's right. It's the same thing. in like Orlando, you're like, Oh my God, we have Jalen Suggs and we have Wendell Carter and we have, um and Carter's a little older, obviously, but now we have um, Caro and you know we have 
Cole Anthony, and it's like, oh my God, what are you on core? And it's like, well, as soon as you have to pay, I mean, Carter's under contract already, but as soon as like you have to figure out, okay, we have to pay Jalen Suggs, you know, four for 80 or whatever. Yeah. And then we have to pay, we want to sign Cole Anthony and he's going to get four for 82, or, you know, same, yeah. same thing. And obviously that won't happen, but like, it's like suddenly it's like your money dries out and it's like, oh wait, now this young team with like this flexibility, now this is just like our team for the next five years. Yep. The flexibility you have in the NBA never lasts very long. No, no, it doesn't. Yeah, it catches up with you. I mean, even the Wolves, right? It's like, granted, they just went all in on Gobert, but like, even if they hadn't, it's like you lose that. If you would have lost that Russell contract, suddenly you have to pay Edwards the max next year, yep, um, or at least start paying him more, and then you're like, oh shit. I mean, this like, is the advantage to doing this now, too. I mean, we not to rehash more about the Gobert trade, but like, you have max cap space next summer, but. You're Minnesota, like who are you going to convince to come? And then you have to probably spend that. You probably have to spend that max cap space on like a couple of guys, kind of mediocre guys. And then you have to resign and, and then that's yeah. your team. Yep. That's worse. So yeah, it's kind of like the road, the road not taken. It's like all the other roads seem worse to me than the road that we're on. And maybe that's just optimism of the off season but I'd rather be in this position than just be like, Oh, we have cap space next summer to probably do something like resign D'Lo and sign. I don't know. Well, it's hard too, right though? Because like when you're a GM and you're drafting all those guys, like you want to keep them. Like there's right, like an emotional like attachment to it. Yeah. Of like, Hey, it was Jeremy crazy. Like with Olshay in Portland, like his refusal to trade CJ. And it was like, he didn't want to trade CJ because CJ was this guy he found, you know, at like 15 and who became like a really good value for that draft pick. And so this was kind of like, he was like committed to him, but that like really hurt the team. And so it's because he ended up trading him. Like he ended up getting traded like past his kind of prime value. Um, yeah. It's so like situations like that can definitely get you in trouble. Like get being too precious with your players is like, you want to have good relationships with your, players obviously um but you don't want to let that stop you from making the right move for the team and that can happen you're totally right yeah yeah i think i think so and that's what's maybe nice about someone coming in that has no attachment to any of these guys yeah besides malik beasley and jared vanderbilt who he apparently hates <laughs> who he's traded he's traded twice times. in like 15 months <laughs> all right uh cool well that's all we got today probably this week too i can't imagine there's going to be news that pops up that's going to be too um tantalizing that we need to jump on a pod but you never know you never know um sweet well we'll be back next week julian thank you so much yeah um bryn forbes fan club we're the we're the leaders maybe yeah. I, don't, I don't know if i we'll want see. to see all right talk to you later <laughs>